read a Bible verse here to start with. Uh, 1 Corinthians 9, 22. 1 Corinthians 9, 22. I just, just, uh, I, I, I've been reading, I've been studying the book of Corinthians, but this verse came to my mind yesterday. It says, To the weak, in verse 9, 22, To the weak became I as weak that I might gain the weak, I am made all things to all men that I might by all means save some. Paul, I suppose you could say he was a, a man pleaser. He just he uh, if he could uh, he if he could please somebody he would if if it was possible you know because. He was interested in one thing. Well, he was interested in two things. First of all, he was interested in the will of God, that, that above all other things. And second of all, he was, he was interested in winning people to the Lord. Yes. I believe, I believe all, above all other things, Paul uh, considered himself uh, a soul winner. I think he thought soul winning was of utmost importance. And uh, I don't think he's too far from uh, what uh, the Bible teaches. It says, uh, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And I've always tried to do that when I could. I haven't always done that. I haven't always uh, served the Lord the best I could, you know. I mean, I always went to church, but when I first got saved, I I tried to win. I, I visited a lot. I witnessed a lot to the guys I worked with. But, uh, you know, it said, uh, there's a song that says, Jesus led me all the way. You know, even when I was a, a very young person, I knew then that uh, Jesus wanted me, you know, that he wanted to, to do something with me. And I went to church. The fact is, uh, the first time I thought about God at all, we there was a sh- shanty here lived that was here before the many years before the church, and we lived there. And uh, on on Easter Day, my sister and and the girl right around the road there went up on the hill and they they uh, made little thing took some flowers and eggs and stuff up there you know and they uh, took me up there and showed me how the Easter bunny had come you know but I didn't think it was Easter bunny you know I thought about uh, I thought about God that God must have had something to do with that you know and it was, in a way, it was God. You know, they loved me. God is love. They wanted to show me something, you know, special. God is something special. And I thought about God, you know, even at that early age. I was four or five, I don't know. But... Uh, 
You know, when I growed up, uh, of course, Mama, Mom took us to the Methodist Church up here, and they, and they had some really good preachers. Back then, the Methodist Church was was good, you know. And they had revivals, and a lot of people saved. There'd be so many people inside, they There'd be people standing outside, but a lot of the men took, stood outside anyway. They didn't want to go in, you know. They'd stand out there and look in the window. <laughs> and there'd be people saved. And that, I told my mom, I said, when I grow up, I want to be a preacher, you know. And I was just a young feller at the time, you know. But I never did get around to that too much. But, uh, when I started... Uh, after I got, after I'd moved to Illinois, I started going to church. I was going to the Methodist church because that's where it always went. And uh, we we went there, and and, and all they preached was a, a, a social gospel. You know, at that time the the uh, marching in the street with for the black people was going on, and and they was urging us to get out and march in the street. You know. I wasn't even a Christian, you know. And uh, if I was, that wouldn't have been high on my priority anyway. I always, I, I never knew the scripture that says that uh, the powers that be are ordained of God and that we're to obey God. And, and uh, it says if a man compels you to go one mile, to go two, you know. It doesn't say to get out and uh, demonstrate against him and and uh, get in his face. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches to be submissive and and uh, trust in God, and God will make make the way. And when He makes the way, it'll be the right way. It won't be the wrong way. It'll be much better. It's much better when. You allow God to do things, and if and if you subject yourself to others, as, as the Bible says, you'll be a much happier man because, you know, someday God will deliver you and God will set you up in a high place if you put yourself in a low place. But anyway, I wasn't happy there where I was at, so. So I was looking for a church, and the guy I rode with said, oh, why don't you try the Baptist church? I said, they preach the gospel there. He was a Baptist himself, a backslidden Baptist. And then when I came down here to Kentucky, my aunt was here from uh, Waverly, Ohio, and she was a Baptist, and her husband was a Baptist preacher. And she said, why don't you try the Baptist church, you know? And uh, my mom asked me, said, son, when are you going to do something about your soul, you know? And uh, I said, well, I go to church, you know. Well, anyway, when I got back, uh, I was thinking about Baptist church. And that while I was at work, Baptist preacher from the church came over and invited my wife and the rest of us to the Baptist church. <laughs> So you see how God works? It's just amazing how he works. So I went, you know, and I got saved. But I got saved one night after I watched Billy Graham on television. And then the preacher came over and he explained to me, you know, that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So 
With that, I had the assurance. But Paul said he became all things to all men that by, he might by all means win some, you know. Whatever it took, Paul said, whatever it takes is what I'm going to do to, to bring people to the Christ. And uh, let's consider some of the things a soul winner must be. And number one, I believe, is found in Corinthians chapter 13. I'm sure you're all familiar with that passage uh, of love. The number one thing a person must be is a lover. He must, first of all, love God. What's the first commandment? Love thy Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and all thy strength. He first must love God. If he loves God, he will obey God. And uh, not only that, if he loves God, he will love his brother. Jesus said that you love one another as I have loved you. That what is love? Love is, love is first of all, it's sacrifice. Just to describe the kind of love that God uh, is talking about, I believe, to, to understand it, I think we think of a mother's love. I, I think of my mother. My mother was a, just a wonderful person. She was, she loved us with all of her heart, you know. My mother would have waited through the middle of the fire to rescue one of her children, you know. She wouldn't have thought nothing about it. Just walked right in and got them. She loved us like no other except for God. And God is the only one that could possibly love me more than my mother did. And he did. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He, did. he left his son in the fire. That takes greater love than to go into the fire after your son. God left Jesus Christ on the cross to die for our sin. That is love when he gave his son. He threw him in the fire for us and allowed him to, to die on the cross. Jesus said, no man taketh my life from me. I lay down my life of myself. No man taketh it from me. He willingly laid his life down. That's love, to stay there on that cross because he loved us. And we, as Christians, should have love. I don't think we can attain to that kind of love that God had for us. But... We can do the, we can strive towards it anyway, can't we? Yes. And in striving towards it, it means being selfless, to being selfless, to consider others first, to uh, take time to 
to uh, to go talk to someone who's uh, who's lost, you know. To take time to uh, my next point, pray. Take time to pray. Well, that's not my next point. My next point is <laughs> uh, Psalm chapter 51, verses 10. I think, I know the pastor's familiar with this passage, but, and I'm sure you are too. It says, Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a right spirit within me. In verse uh, 17 and 18, David asked for a clean heart and a right spirit. In verse 17 18, it says, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. That uh, do good in all thy pleasure, uh, undesigned, build out the walls of Jerusalem. First of all, I mean, David was talking about offering a sacrifice. But he said that uh, God didn't want a sacrifice. But he said, God said the sacrifices of our broken of God are a broken heart and a broken and contrite broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart O God thou will not despise in verse 19 it says then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness with burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings but for, first God God doesn't love sacrifices but if a man has a broken heart broken and contrite heart then he God will accept his sacrifice now a broken spirit that word uh, that means that is that is broken in pieces but a broken and contrite heart it means not only broken in speak pieces but contrite means it's crushed a broken the heart that's broken in pieces and crushed we we must be totally submitted to God in order to be a success. And I know in my own life, I've not always been totally submitted to God. Uh, many times I had to, my own things to do. I, in fact, is when I lived here, when, when we built the church, I, was, I did too many things. And not only was building a church, but I was raised I was farming, had 30 head of cattle. I had a sawmill, and I worked a full-time job. Now, that's, that's not giving your, your all to God when you got all those things going. you got too many things going. But, I, you know, I was more or less a powerhouse when I was 40. <laughs> you, I, but nobody can do it do that many things and do them well, you know. If you're going to do something well, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. You're going to have to do some submission 
you're going to have to submit yourself to God and let God bless you. And uh, then your your uh, sacrifice will be much more acceptable if if you're not busy doing all the things that you want to do, you know. Uh, David was probably pretty much the same way. He had many things going, and, and he thought that uh, he could just go ahead and do all the things he wanted to do and then make his sacrifices, and God would bless it. But David learned better. David learned that uh, that what God wanted was a broken and contrite heart. He wanted his heart. He wanted his, his total attention. You can do a whole lot more with little, as the song said, as if God is in it. Little is much when God is in it. You can work your fingers to the bone by yourself, even in God's work. Yeah. That pastor can tell you that. You can just go out and, and work and work and work and work, you know, and preach and... and uh, but it'll it, it'll come to naught if God is not in it. I I was telling you about that young pastor that uh, we had. He worked hard, you know, at church. Although uh, I have to, he when I was, uh, you know, when I first got saved, I I was uh, like I said, I'd go out on visitation on Thursday. You know, we had prayer meeting on Wednesday. Thursday night was visitation. I'd go on visitation. Friday was choir practice. I was there. Saturday, I'd go work on the Sunday school buses. And and Sunday, was I was teaching the, the senior class in high school, this uh, high school senior, a high school class in, in uh, Sunday school. And uh, I, I kind of got a little miffed because the pastor, he would always take... He always had to have Monday off, you know. Monday was his day off. And I never got a day off. <laughs> of course, it's by, by my own choice, you know. But uh, I just felt compelled to, to do all of those things, you know. And uh, and God bless. But, you know, he, he uh, after... He never did tell... He never told me what the problem was. But after he left there and... Uh, Years later, after I'd already moved down here, he called me up and apologized for for the, for the way he acted. He didn't want any, any explanation or anything, you know. But I found out just lately that he had come to a point where he was really having a hard time, him and his wife. And he never explained it, so I don't know what it was about, you know. But he he came to a kind of had a different, he came to a vision more or less, you know, that that what he had been doing was all wrong all along and uh, mm. and that he needed to make a change and he made a change in his life and after that he he, uh, he worked for a couple of universities uh, and, uh, and did some teaching and that. But I, I don't know what the problem was, but you know, it. You can work and work and work, and if you don't, 
involve God in, in your work, it's not going to be successful, you know. No matter, I see so many churches that uh, they have all these different programs, you know, and they have so many things going, but what are they worth, you know? If, if God is not in it, you can have a lot of different programs. They have programs for the elderly, you know, and they have programs for the kids, and they have programs for this, for the married couples, and programs for, for everybody, and they're all busy. It's all busy work. But what is really being accomplished, what is really being accomplished, it's better to accomplish what God wants you to accomplish. Now, I don't, I'm not saying that God don't want them to do all those things, but is God in it? That's the question. Do they have a broken and contrite heart? Are they fully yielded to God? In uh, God, uh, God doesn't really care about your sacrifices, but He will accept them if you have a broken and contrite heart. He accepted David's. Then the number three is prayer. In uh, says pray without ceasing. In First uh, Thessalonians sixteen seventeen it says rejoice evermore or always, and pray without ceasing. I think we really miss out on an awful lot because of lack of prayer. Said rejoice and rejoicing. Rejoicing is very important. Uh, sometimes we forget to rejoice. We forget to praise God for. You know, we'll get down on our knees and we'll ask God for a lot of things. We start out our prayers, Lord, I need this, I need that. Would you help us with this? Would you heal a certain person? Would you? Would you bless our country? And we forget to praise him for all that he's done. Yeah. I think we should start with that. You know, even in our private prayers, you don't have to be out in public to praise the Lord. A lot of times when I'm walking up and down the road, I start praising the Lord. <laughs> if it was somebody up on the hill, they'd probably think I was crazy. <laughs> so somebody listening, <laughs> the old bud has lost it. He's down there talking to himself. But you know, God hears me, and I just, I just can't help but praise the Lord. You know, uh, and you'd be surprised how it can change your attitude. I, so, I was telling a person that comes to church here that they, they had had problems with depression. I said, well, when I start getting down, I just start praising the Lord, and it works. You know. If you just start praising the Lord and giving Him glory for it all He's done, and thank God for all that, all that's good in your life, all the things. That, I mean, you, we've really got it made, you know. I mean, I'm the richest person in the world. I've got a humpback mule, a plow, and a tater patch. You know, the song says, <laughs> "I'm the richest man in the world." <laughs> what a song! I've got 
food on my table. Another song that says, I got food on my table and shoes on my feet. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. Th those are just some of the little things that, that I've got. You know, I, but we've got a great church here. People come. We've got a great pastor that preaches the gospel. We've got great people to fellowship with. We have a wonderful time in the Lord. What is there to complain about that? None of us are in jail. <laughs> we're not in that dungeon down there that Paul and some of the people were put in and that was muddy in the bottom, you know, and they had some of the prophets down in the down in the mud, you know, and they had to pull them out with the cast clouts and old rotten rags, and uh, none of us are like that. I mean, we've we've got it made. There isn't a person in here that isn't rich. Rich. Got got more than you'll ever need. And uh, we, uh, I, you know, there's probably people that look and see Joe Blow driving a Cadillac or got a big long boat, and they're envious of him. You know, oh, if I just had some more money, I could buy me a big long boat. <laughs> but how how wealthy we are, you know, uh, God is. Why would we be down? Rest, rejoice in the Lord. And then pray. After rejoicing, pray. After we thank God for all that he's done and all that he has, let's pray hard. And, uh, you know, there, we miss so much. And our country's in such bad shape if people would just pray, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. it, it doesn't have to be everybody. It says Elijah was a man of like passions as we are, and he prayed and it didn't, it didn't rain for three years, three or three and a half, whatever. And then he prayed again and it rained. Now, that's pretty powerful praying there. Yeah. But it doesn't say that we couldn't do the same thing. Mm. If we just give our whole lives to God and and uh, and obey him and trust him, we can accomplish so much. Yeah. There's been, There was a man that said he, he didn't... Uh, he never asked anything of man. He always prayed to God, you know, a great preacher. And I have a granddaughter It's pretty much that way, Amy. She has, uh, talk about a broken and contrite spirit when she first started. She just, she had it. She uh, was living in sin and, and, uh, she wrecked her car and, and messed her face up so bad had to have a plastic surgeon put it back together. And uh, she, she just kept on. And Kathy, the last time, she, Kathy thought she was going to die. You know, she was praying for her, Lord, please, please help my baby, you know. Please save my baby. And she lived through it and had her face all fixed up. And and she started, uh, started out small, just raising money for a missionary, you know. And God led her more and more until she's uh, built a big school over there with the 
about 400 students now, and, and uh, we're just telling the pastor that uh, the, uh, I think it was the Mennonites, I believe it was, had sent her a, a check for $40,000. And uh, I don't know if she even uh, spoke there lately, you know. It's just amazing what God can do if you if you have a broken and contrite heart. If you will yield yourself fully to God, it's just amazing what He can do. If we just obey, trust and obey. We don't go about our own ways. If we look beyond, look out toward others and the songs. That others, Lord, yes, others, let this my motto be. Let me live for others that I might live like thee. If we just be more concerned, not about ourselves and, and that uh, fancy pair of shoes that we, we'd like to have or, or uh, a better Christmas present from our mate, but if we be, just be concerned about ourselves, don't get me no Christmas present. Get, get God a Christmas present, you know. Give to God. That God, can, that God is able to do great things. Uh, in, uh, in prayer, God is able to do great things. If we pray, you know, if we earnestly pray, You'd be amazed what God can do. It is, as the song says, it is no secret what God can do. <laughs> what he's done for others, he can do for you. He's, uh, he can do some amazing things if we will just let him. Another thing is we need to study. Show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needs not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. We, we need a good study Bible. I use the Schofield, but, but others use other different. You have your own choice, but but get you, I'm sure everyone in here has a study Bible with helps in it and so forth, but one thing, when I first got saved, I found out that that to be a tremendous help to me was to have a Bible that explained a few things in there. And most of them use the, the scripture itself to explain things. So, But you don't, if you're reading and you don't have those helps in there, you don't have a clue where all those things are to look them up. You, you, don't, uh, you don't have anything to help you to understand what you're reading except the Holy Spirit, you know. But he's given us these things, and and we need to use them that we might be able to uh, learn more about God's word and what what He's uh, really wants to tell us. You'll never learn everything that God wants you to know, but well, you'll learn everything that God wants you to know, but you'll never learn everything. Never learn everything that He knows. <laughs> He'll make sure you learn what He wants you to know. But uh, then after, after all these things, after we prepare ourselves, then go. Go, go to talk to other people, you know. 
go and witness to people. Uh, maybe maybe it's the guy next door, you know, or down the road here, you know. You know, since I moved down here, I haven't visited a lot, but God has laid a few people on my heart, and, and I went and talked to them, you know. But a lot of times he'll, he'll keep saying, I want you to go talk to that person, and, and you just, well, I don't know, maybe he's not interested, you know, or maybe he won't listen or... Not too many people around here would run you off or slam the door in your face like they do in Illinois. But <laughs> I've had a, I have, I've had a few of them slammed in my face, but they slammed the door. We're not of that religion. <laughs> a Jehovah's Witness did me that way one time. <laughs> of all things, uh, you thought they would have invited you in and listened to you. But, uh, you know, when you go to talk to people, be a good listener. That's the first thing. I've, I went with the preachers, and the preachers wasn't too interested in listening. They was interested in talking. If, if you don't know what that person is thinking, how are you gonna, how are you going to talk to them? You know, I was, uh, when I first got saved, I was working with this guy, and and I'd witnessed to him quite a bit on the job. But I finally decided I'd I really hadn't learned to be a soul winner, but I knew how to, I mean, I'd, I'd just tell him what God wanted me to tell him, you know. So I, I took the pastor over to talk to this couple, and they lived 40 miles from where our church was. It was over in Indiana where they lived. And uh, he, he, he went through the plan of salvation with them, and then, Asked them they wanted to pray, and they bowed their head, and he prayed with them. And, and uh, the next day, this guy, I was talking to this guy, and the guy said, you know, he said, I wasn't going to pray, but uh, he said, I heard a voice say, go ahead. I didn't hear any voice, you know. And he said the same thing happened to his wife. said she heard a voice say, go ahead. And they prayed and asked the Lord to say. And the last time I seen him was, he was getting old and uh, he was still going to church, First Baptist Church of Hammond. And they had a deaf ministry there and he had a son that was deaf. So it worked out real good for them. But, you know, uh, we drove 40 miles, but it was worth it. They didn't come to our church. They came once, but they didn't come to our church regularly. We wouldn't. We wasn't trying to just build our church up. We were trying to win somebody to the Lord, you know. It didn't make any difference where it went to church as far as I was concerned, as long as they knew Christ as Savior. Well, I see we've got people coming, so we, we better uh, close. But, uh, but just talk to people, you know. Just talk to people. Tell people about Christ and what he's done for them and how he will save them from their sin. And you never know, the Holy Spirit might whisper in their ear, go ahead. <laughs> Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ who died for us. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy and how good you are to us and how you bless us. We thank you, Lord, for our happiness. And Lord, even when we 
have problems, you're there to help us. And the more the problems, the more help you can give us yes. and the happier we can be. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen.